This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. That's right. Welcome in. Another week of On the Block. Hope you had a great weekend. Big weekend in Husker Athletics. We'll get to that. But welcome into On the Block presented by Mary Ellen's. Huge shout out to Charles and the crew down there at 27th and Pine Lake. Uh, it's be a late lunch. Go pick it up now. If not, you can always stop in for supper. Uh, but again, huge shout out to Charles and the Mary Ellen's crew. He's a Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran Eric Strickland, who I get to meet in person for the first time. Nine shows, Strick. (laughs) I finally get to shake your hand today. It is nice to officially meet you in person and see you. Absolutely, Austin. Truly glad to uh, uh, be back in studio. I mean, it's... It's, it's a lot easier when we're looking across from each other, the energy mm-hmm. and, and the vibe we're able to create. And uh, so I'm glad to uh, definitely be back. I'm not looking forward to the snow that's approaching. <laughs> um, obviously, that's that's something that's going to dawn on us soon. Um, but I'm hoping it, it you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll just miss us just by a little bit. So that way we don't get dumped on and, mm-hmm. and poured on. Listen, um, still shout out. I mean, those folks that got pummeled in, in Buffalo, I still trying to. You know, some of them are still probably recovering for a lot of that. But great weekend uh, to start the NFL football season. I mean, I I think there's no greater thing that started the, um, um, you know, the the ratings push than to have a a, a super wild card weekend that happened on this weekend Mm -hmm. with some of the games and the way that they played out. Um, Obviously, uh, tonight's going to be an interesting one. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, taking a look at that. We'll delve into that a little bit as well. So, yeah. It's it's uh it's a great start. Tough tough run for the uh, Huskers, mm-hmm. as far as the basketball, the men's basketball team. Tough loss, uh, also uh, for the women um, uh, against uh, the number one rated team, and uh, was it Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, number one, the last undefeated team, in the Big Ten. Yeah, so. so that was so so Huskers had a tough weekend, but um, you know, good weekend as far as for the most part, as far as the recruiting battles that are out there let's start there with football yeah. uh the biggest news at least in my opinion was walter rouse decommitting yeah if you can lock down that left tackle spot be solidified there that makes everything easier across the line Facts. it's the blind side it's the most maybe not the most important position depending how you judge center but in terms of pass protection there's a reason left tackles get the big bucks yeah. in the nfl get the big nil deals walter rouse was committed and then three days later backs out says nope just kidding i'm going to oklahoma i think the easy Inclination be to say, oh, he's getting more money from Oklahoma. Maybe that's the case. He hasn't said for sure what the deal was, why he changed his mind. Regardless of why it happened, that's a big loss for Nebraska. And that mm-hmm. means either Teddy Prohaska, if he's healthy, is probably your left tackle. And if not that, you're trying Turner Corcoran again. We've seen those movies before. Yeah. So having someone with 39 career games played, 40 career games played at Stanford in that offense that's a huge loss. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think that, um, you know, th- let's, let's just first just 
get a good understanding of the difference. There's, the, you know, the transfer portal commitments, they don't have to sell, uh, I mean, uh, sign an NLI. I didn't want to say NIL, an <laughs> NLI. So, therefore, until you get them on co- campus and get them in, um, there's still the possibility of getting clipped. And so, um, with this situation, I can imagine it going down something like this. And look, uh, this is all speculation. This is nothing that we know because he has not spoken about this situation. But here's the here's here's how it can work, right? Um, stuff is on the table. Very comfortable with the conversation, the vision, what you're laying out, the opportunity that lays in front of you. You know that there's basically an open door for you to step right in on day one, and then. You know, uh, maybe it was a little short on money on one end. And, and so, yeah, you can imagine making the move for that. And then you come in and say, not only are we going to up the money, but, you know, why would you go to Nebraska? You know, think about. What think, have they think, done think, recently? Yeah. What, who, who have they put in other than Cam Jurgens? Mm-hmm. Um, but but Riola wasn't mm-hmm. on that one. Right. So so now you're you're having a conversation with this young man who has aspiration, obviously, of going to the next level. And so mm-hmm. in that conversation, you're like, well, you're always going to downplay Oklahoma. I mean, I mean, Nebraska. Yeah, they're a rivalry. We beat the brakes off of them this year. Why would you want to go there? We're up and coming. We're emerging. We're in this conference. Look who we put in. You know, those are those, are those mm-hmm. conversations. And then all of a sudden – you start pulling at heartstrings and then a potentially, and again, this is alleged, this is not something we know, but I can see how it happens in this type of decision-making process. Absolutely. This is one that until I'm told otherwise, I'm going to credit Brent Venables and his staff for having that yeah. energy and just tugging on those right heartstrings. Yeah. Like you said, I don't want to you know, say the kid's in it for the wrong reasons because he does have his own future to look out for. Yeah. The good news or the potentially good news. Uh, we'll start with Xavier Betts. He was not on the team last season. Uh, last week he entered his name in the NCAA transfer portal. And then all of a sudden over the weekend, we get the news that he's coming back to Nebraska. Now, Strick, this is where you get to toot your own horn. You get to tell people what you were saying all along. You saw this one coming. Not a lot of people did. Yeah. I, I, you know, the conversation was thrown out there. A lot of people began to come from the angle, Austin, of, um, why would the, 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 the wide receiver room want him back. Why would they, you know, he quit on the team. Look, I all the things that they were saying, I understood. But then I also remembered what Rule said. I understand what he's trying to accomplish. I understand how he's trying to dominate not only the region, but mm-hmm. the state. I understood that he didn't want guys just bailing. You've got a proven commodity, somebody who has who has been in the room, who has had some success, mm-hmm. you're light in the wide receiver room after some of the losses. And, and and so, therefore, I can see an approach of having a discussion with the young man, getting an understanding, a little bit more depth as to why he kind of felt the way he felt the way he felt. Could it have been a Mickey Joseph situation where you just didn't vibe with the coach and now the coach is no longer there? Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity opens up. This is a young and uh, an emerging coach. You get a fresh, fresh new look, fresh blood, fresh eyes on you to come in. Fresh um, opportunity. A fresh opportunity, and and so then there's probably a discussion about character and and different things because that's one of the things that Coach mm-hmm. Rule said that he wanted. So I'm sure they probably had a discussion and and a breakdown on that. And then you you begin to say this kid could also have uh, um, a great impact in helping us because we're still an unknown and a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So open the door for everybody. And, and listen, I'm sure he had the same conversation with uh, Isaiah uh, uh, Garcia Castaneda. Mm-hmm. So those same conversations, that would probably lead a young man who think he didn't really get an opportunity with what was brought into the system. You know, when 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 obviously when Coach Mickey Joseph came, he came with an idea, with a framework, and with, mm-hmm. with guys that he mm-hmm. – was comfortable and was familiar with, and therefore now that's not necessarily the case. It's pretty much an open room. Right. I'm glad you brought up that whole wide receiver one conversation. Xavier Betts looks the part physically. Yeah. He's got the speed to do it. Opposite him, you like Marcus Washington. Those are two very similar guys yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides those two guys, there's not a lot of height in that receiver room. Yeah. Billy Kemp, less than six foot tall. Josh Fleek's not six foot tall. Anyone else that is is entirely unproven, yeah. hasn't played before. So having two guys that can run outside that you can use in a couple different ways and that have played college football before will be huge. I think being able to have those layers uh, with Washington, most likely bets now on the other side. Garcia Castaneda is a fascinating one to me. He was the first guy we saw against Northwestern. He caught that perfect pass from Casey Thompson to open the season scoring. Yeah. Great throw, great catch. And then was hit or miss. Yeah. Only played in like the next three weird. games, snaps here and there. Yeah. Didn't get a whole lot from him. Enters his name in the transfer portal. We think that saga's all done and over with. But again, now he's back. Reeled back in. What does he bring? Given that he was gone, you know, he, th- he started the season, then he's gone. Now he's back. Is it similar to Betts? Is it a different kind of situation? How how how? If you're in the locker room, how do you take those two guys in that room? Um, no, I like I'm like I like I'm saying. I think there's a way to understand and to have a discussion with with your teammates and mm-hmm. brothers in arms. And when you go in there, you you can have a discussion and kind of. Uh, open the door to the conversation of what it is that I was feeling and why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. No, I didn't quit on you. I just felt that I wasn't or I wasn't given this opportunity, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. And so I wanted to look for a better place that maybe suited my my needs. Now, as far as um, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, I, I think he reminds me a little bit of Samar Toure. Um, sure. Sure. In, in 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 ways, not to say that he is that. I don't know if he can blow the top off a little bit like Samari, but I, I think that uh, with a little a little coaching up, his route running can be uh, tremendous. Um, he seems to thrive in, in crossings and in, in you know digs or or um, you know slight um, uh, you know maybe some slants. Uh, I don't know what his release releases is like. I didn't get enough eyes on him to see what his releases are are like, but um, I think in the slot he could be a, a good good piece in there. I think there's a, a few different layers of this. You have Washington and Betts outside with that yeah. vertical element, which is yeah. Big. You have they can blow it off. They can't. You have Kemp and Fleeks underneath, kind of yards after the catch type of guys. Yeah. And then if Garcia Castaneda can be that kind of intermediate safety blanket, that's another element that I don't see in this yeah. wide receiver room with Isaiah Garcia Castaneda gone. Yeah, and, and, and that's what you're missing from Vokalak. Yes, absolutely. That with that part, what you just said, yep. I, there is not, there is no one yet. Um, you know, I think there was another addition, and, and his his name is blowing me right now. Um, a, a guy that they're interested in in the tight end position. Um, that is, I think is going to be coming in camp on campus this week. Um, they're just trying to add extra layers. That tight end room needs some help. Right they now. need some help. They really do. And and um, um, dang it, my mind is drawing a blank on who that is. Um, I just had it too. That that's that age, Austin. I mean, you get up there in age, <laughs> and you you start remembering stuff and start uh, kind of blanking on a few things. Well, but, this staff is bringing so many guys in; it's man. hard to keep track. 
Man, um, I, I like the um, the linebacker that we were just talking about also. That's where I was going to go next with uh, uh, MJ Sherman. MJ Sherman. Five-star recruit from yeah. Georgia. My head tells me not to get the expectations you know, blown out of the water because yeah. we saw – uh, Stephon Wynn and Kane Williams come in from Alabama, another championship program. Didn't, Kane Williams didn't into really the do field. it to me. Yeah. Wynn was at least on the field. Yeah. Didn't make a huge impact. Yeah. But again, he's a defensive tackle. Kane Williams is in a loaded defensive backroom. MJ Sherman steps into a linebacker room that can always use more athleticism. They can yeah. always use more juice rushing the passer. So maybe, just maybe, he's the guy. And 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 I think uh, to Austin, I, I was I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, out of O'Shawn Mathis. Yes. That's another Same. one, too. Same. So, you know, I can only imagine how sick he is right now. <laughs> like, like you mm. left you left, and the team ends up going into the uh, the, the college football playoff uh, championship game, and that's that's something that's crazy to me. But that's, that's part of this NIL situation. Guys break mm-hmm. or think they're going to break for greener pastures, and it ends up not being um, – um, that that being a situation. Now, there's one of interest to me uh, that talking to my brother in arms, uh, Cluster Johnson, who will be joining us uh, on the Sauter Heyman, I mean on the Honda Lincoln Hotline uh, shortly. Um, Thomas Fedone, what do we know about him? Uh, that's just, we know just he's had two knee unknown. surgeries. That's all yeah, we know. There's a that's lot it. of unknown. There's nothing that mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, that kind of a caliber, if you can get him to come back, not much tape on him, but he comes back with 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 great strength and speed and and doing what we thought he could have been for mm-hmm. that uh, tight end room, um, that could be a good sneaky little emergence if it can come to light. You know, we'll know. We don't know though. It could. Uh, on that Sarder Heyman text line, Matt says, "Strike, if you're thinking of that tight end transfer from Georgia, he committed somewhere else." So mm. will not will not be coming to Lincoln. Okay, I forget the name, Good. but there's that. Thank you guys yeah. always. And then uh, Steve drops the ball on the text line as well. Says I don't know if you've discussed who do you see playing fullback, Steve? I don't know, and that's, that's the fascinating enough. part. Yeah. EJ Barthol played fullback. He says he knows what one looks like. Didn't give any names away for ideas. I've seen Gabe Urban floated out there. I've seen Nate Borkacher floated out there. Or maybe they go find a guy mm-hmm. and sign him. You do still have the February signing day. You know, that that is still around. That's still a thing. My guess is that they haven't identified anyone on the roster yet. They might not even in spring ball. But right now, I don't know if I would point to a clear cut. This is the guy you need to have at fullback. If they're actually even going to use one and that wasn't yeah. just red meat tossing yeah. fans. I, hey, listen, I, I wouldn't mind um, a nice athletic kind of linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind... Um, you know, somebody's just a freaking. Man, we used to have great freaking fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Did we not? Year after year. Man. It's before my time, but I know the names. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my good friends, um, Doke Ostergaard, he was our one of our trainers when I was playing here for the Huskers. Um, great Husker faithful, been around a long time, done tremendous things. Um, he threw out this question in Sauter Heyman text line. You can always help us at 402-464-5685. Um, he said, isn't there more than one tight end leaving Georgia? And so that's that's something to also throw out there is, is the possibility of that. Um, they had two good ones, what, Washington and, and Brock Bowers. Those yeah. two were, were phenomenal for that team. Um, I would sure love to have one like that. I, and, and that's another thing. How did we let like an Isaiah, I mean, a, a Noah Fant 
get out of Nebraska. That that's mm-hmm. the one that mm-hmm. I, the, those 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 ones that you look up at the end of the day and they break your heart is wondering. And I'm glad to see that rule in this crew is getting back to the those those types of things of really honing in and, and securing the the, the best the talent in the state here. has to stay here. It's got to plain stay. and simple. Plain and simple. That's your foundation. Austin. It has to be, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've always said the same thing about basketball. It's it's your foundation. Mm-hmm. Like like I tell people when we play, and I know we've got to go to break, and I, and and we'll we'll get to that in one second. But I tell people, they always you know when they talk about our time uh, if, of being here as Huskers. One of the things they bring up is just that there was so much talent and this and that. Yes, there was, you know, because we had Badgett and me and and Jason Clock and and Chad Ideas and Andy Markowski. Look, even though that some of them didn't have the type of impact that you would think or even like myself. Mm-hmm. They still were an integral part because what we did in practice, that unity, they bled it. They loved it. They gave their all for it. You need that. They as were still a there. They didn't right? go somewhere. They were still there. They yes, were still part of that pipeline. Part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so I love that fact that they're getting back to that because those are building block components mm-hmm. that you can use in order to stabilize your programs. Right. Not necessarily make it go through the roof. You still got to go out there and get those, right? Mm-hmm. But stabilize your program. Absolutely. I'll do it for segment one here on the block. We continue the football conversation. The man himself, Cluster Johnson, joins us on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We'll talk to Cluster after this.